As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, hi, and welcome to another episode of The Emma Gunn Show. I am your host, Emma Gunn Awardner, and this is just a midweek check-in to see how you're doing, and also to thank you for all of the emails I've been receiving. I mean, if there's one thing that's... (laughs) good that's coming out of the situation. It's that I am hearing from so many of you uh, feedback on so many episodes, not just the recent ones, and also questions about future episodes, things you'd like to hear from or hear about. But I just wanted to say thank you to everyone who's been in touch, uh, particularly about the Dr. Jeffrey Rediger interview, the conversation about miracles and the basically spontaneous remission and miracle healing. And so many people saying that they had such a such an intense reaction to that one and how uh, positive they found it. And my wonderful friend, the makeup artist, Sarah Brock, actually emailed me saying it had a profound effect on her, which was so kind of her. And also the conversation I had on the podcast with Dr. Subio, loads of you were really interested in that, not just about his surgical abilities and how he talked about uh, the human body and performing cosmetic surgeries, but also his approach to business. I know a lot of you are really very business minded, whether you're running your own business or you have a side hustle or whatever it might be. And you were really intrigued by his approach. And I know lots of you had taken on his advice about, yes, we've got time during quarantine, during lockdown to learn a new skill. And there's all these ridiculous things, as I've previously spoken about, where you don't have to do that. You don't have to learn a new language or an instrument but how you can actually learn a complementary skill perhaps or just investigate something that might help whether it's your business whatever it might be you can learn an adjunct skill that could actually benefit you after this point something that you would normally think oh I really wish I had time for that to support my business or whatever it might be and move forward with it during this particular time so I know lots of you really took that as a as a bit of a call to arms to actually I'm going to I'm going to investigate that so thank you for all your messages to everybody there were so many actually about that particular episode saying about the various things that you were actually finally going to look into um, some people were learning coding um, which was going to help their job or were going to really understand um, their finance side of their business because it's something that they felt that they didn't have enough um, insight on so it was really interesting to hear how a conversation with a plastic surgeon it actually really motivated lots of you to look at various other aspects of your life and how you could use the time in lockdown to maximise or potentially not if you don't particularly want to. Because as we talked about in the last midweek show or the one before Randy Rowe came on, 
and talked about how ridiculous it is this pressure of well you've got lockdown therefore treat it like a an intense summer course where you come out with a skill at the other end which is just absolute nonsense i'm um, speaking of wendy Rowe, lots of you got in touch saying you loved listening to her career story and how so many of you a lot of you know me or have been with me for a long time. So you know that my background is as a beauty journalist right at the very beginning of my career. And so lots of you saying how you really enjoyed hearing about the graft of a makeup artist who was trying to make a name for themselves and the graft of working on photo shoots and what it really took and how actually it really is all those component parts, the graft, the not working for any money, the learning, learning when to shut up, knowing who to learn from, and then figuring out how how and what your style is were really interesting and how sort of hearing her explain her journey really made it very clear how those building blocks really fit together and have carved out this wonderful career that Wendy has so thank you to everyone who listened to those episodes now I did say a couple of weeks ago I talked about or a few weeks ago I talked about the um the way to work more efficiently from home and and this was very much my first ever bonus show really about the coronavirus which is not something I want to necessarily linger on because obviously there's a lot to say about that but I did a particular podcast about working from home and I think we've all been over a month in this now and there are some new developments that even I'm I've learned that um, I've made mistakes even though I thought I had a pretty rigid structure in place so I just thought I'd really update you on that and hopefully that might help you if you're feeling you're getting to the four or five week mark and maybe you're wobbling a little bit and just feeling a little bit like, oh, this is getting tough now. So I talked in that episode, which was how to be productive while working from home, which brackets because of the coronavirus. But I talked about having a structure. I talked about having a routine, about getting up at the same time every day, about going to bed at the same time every day so that your body basically gets into a rhythm. Because when your body's in a rhythm, everything else kind of happens on autopilot. If your body is in a really nice, easy rhythm, then everything else seems to fall into place. Whereas what we don't have at the moment is a particular structure because we don't have to be anywhere at a certain time or do anything at a certain time. So all of that has thrown has been thrown out of the window. So for me, structure is still really key. I set my alarm at 7am on weekdays and I usually wake up, I have this game, does anyone else do this? I wake up and then I look over at my clock and before I turn it around so I can see it, I guess, and I'm usually within 10 minutes of it, which is always very weird. But anyway, anyone else do that, please do DM me and let me know or email me and let me know. But I get up at seven o'clock on weekdays and eight o'clock on weekends. And I find that that works really well. And I always tend to sort of start making my way to bed at around 10 o'clock, whether that's I have a cup of sleepy time tea at 10 o'clock or maybe nine o'clock, or I just begin to sort of wind down. And then I might not get into bed till 11 because I'm pottering around, reading, doing stuff, you know, skincare comes into it and that can take a while at this age. So I, um, but I do tend to sort of move towards the bed at around 10 o'clock and I definitely, definitely don't want to be out of bed any later than 11. <laughs> sound like I'm at boarding school or something. But that routine and structure really works for me. And that is a real, they are really pillars and foundations and really cornerstones for me of making this work. But then the other thing that I find really important is moving. 
And uh, if you follow me on social media, you know, most mornings I just do a little post before I'm about to do yoga or my exercises and just say, hi everyone, I'm up. Um, I did talk about doing something different every hour. Even I'm not really doing that. But as a, if I have it in the back of my mind, I feel like if I'm beginning to feel my energy dip, I can look at the clock and think, oh, it's quarter to five. I better move and do something between five and six that's different from what I've been doing for the last few hours. But I find that getting up in the morning, immediately getting into some form of gym kit and moving really, really helps. And A, it just helps wake me up, it wakes my brain up, and it just makes me feel good and it makes me feel like I've achieved something. So Monday, Wednesday and Friday, I do little circuit workouts with weights in my living room. So I do lower body on a Monday, I do upper body on a Wednesday and I do core on a Friday. My goal and intention during those 30 minute workouts is to keep my heart rate or get my heart rate to and above 130 beats per minute for the on average for the half an hour and also just to mind my form, do really good exercises, make sure I'm performing them well. And then I can tick that box and it's done and it's only 30 minutes. And by the time you get into the second set of something or other, you can kind of go, oh, well, I'm halfway through. It's not so bad. And then again, it's just that feeling of tick, I've done a workout. And then that's usually by eight o'clock, 8.30. And so that always sets my day up on a really good fitting. On the days when I don't do those workouts, I go for a walk early. And I found actually that doing a 20 minute yoga flow, and I'll put the link in the show notes to the one that I do from yoga with Adrian. It's really energizing, but it's still gentle enough to be good for beginners. Gets me in the right frame of mind. And then I go out, I walk with purpose for about an hour. (laughs) Walk with purpose. Can you imagine what that even looks like? (laughs) But you know what I mean? I like try and walk with a bit of a pace, just sort of moving, not just sort of dawdling with purpose. And then I come back and my day seems to pan out really, really nicely in front of me. And I was actually speaking to my friend, Amy Lawrenson, who is a fellow beauty journalist, writer, health writer, and she's also a trained personal trainer, a qualified personal trainer, I should say. And she was saying, actually, it's not a bad thing to exercise every day when we're in lockdown, because we're not getting the sort of you know, we're not doing the movement we would normally do of getting on a train, getting on the tube, walking to work, walking to the bus, all of that activity that we are used to doing when we're going to places and being out and about, we're not doing. So actually exercising every day, as long as you're mixing it up and you're doing a mix of strength, of walking, of yoga, of cardio is perfectly acceptable at this time. So it makes me feel a lot better. And I do like, I don't know about anyone else, but I do like getting outside. And I have found that going out early, the air smells really fresh and it's really warm in London. And I like to go out before it gets really hot. So it's nice to sort of hit, hit the day when it's nice and cool, not too busy, all of that kind of jazz. So that has been really positive. The other thing I've noticed is how important it is to still challenge yourself. And this is actually a mental challenge rather than a physical challenge. But uh, a couple of weeks ago, I recorded 11 podcasts in one week and felt great. I was like, I'm cooking on gas. This is amazing. Lockdown's working for me. And as a result, I thought, well, actually, I'm going to back off next week and I won't record any podcasts and I'll just edit, I'll research, I'll do this, I'll do that. And I actually came out of the end of that week for the first time during lockdown feeling a bit blue feeling not brilliant 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, here's the situation. Our daughter Mia is leaving for her first sleepover. We have friends coming to stay, and we just got a puppy. So I go on Instacart and solve everything in one order from Kohl's. Fun PJs for Mia. Oh, new bedding for the guest room. And a vacuum cleaner that actually picks up pet hair. All delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. With Kohl's on Instacart, there's no such we can't fix. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum order. Additional terms apply. And feeling a bit down. And I thought, oh no, what, okay, what's different from this week to last week? And I thought, well, I could look at my hormones, I could look at where I am in my cycle. But then realistically, what it was is that I didn't have anything. It was such an easy week that I wasn't nervous about anything, if that makes sense. So I wasn't speaking to anyone because I'd done so much podcasting and so much FaceTiming and video calls with people, so many video calls with people that I decided to give myself a break, but I really miss that. And I learned that I really need that, whether it's for a podcast recording or whether it's just chatting to a mate. So moving forward, I thought, right, okay, well, you just need to make sure that you FaceTime someone every day. So now that's in the diary. And the other thing is, I always get so nervous before a podcast. I cannot even tell you. And normally I get to expend that energy. And this is something I've only just really learned. I get to expend it in a very invisible way by making my way to the podcast so on the tube or whatever maybe I walk a bit faster or I don't know but I get to sort of that energy has an outlet whereas in my flat it doesn't and so this week I've been recording podcasts and on Monday I sat down and I was like right I've got a podcast at two o'clock and I was so nervous I got myself in a real tears so I got my all my research laid out went over the questions went over the areas and the topics that I wanted to discuss and then I was just essentially walking around in a circle like like somebody who wasn't particularly well. And I was like, right. And I cleaned my makeup brushes. And then I reorganized a cupboard in the kitchen. And I realized that actually that's really important for me to actually have something that I find quite challenging. So if you have found yourself missing something, whether it's a team meeting, whether it's a whether it's something that you do in your work day or after after work whether it's a fitness class or a social thing maybe try and incorporate that back into your day in a way that feels really achievable but i just noticed it and i thought i would mention it because i definitely miss it when i don't have the stress of work and i love interviewing people i love doing the podcast and because I love it so much and I want it to be amazing for you, I am always like on edge just before I do it. I never, I'm not one of those people that you see news readers who, who are cool as a cucumber and then it goes live and they're like, yeah, so welcome to the evening news. That's not me. I'm always like, my blood pressure is always a little bit high and my heart rate is always a little bit elevated just before I hit record. And I've realized that's a really important part of, that's who I am. That's part of my identity. So I'm trying to to incorporate it into my week so I feel like pushing yourself mentally emotionally physically all of these things are actually still things that we should be endeavoring to do because I definitely feel like that's something that makes me feel a lot better I get to the end of the day and I feel like yeah feel good 
And then the other final thing I wanted to say in this mini show is I've been really, uh, really moved by the efforts and charitable efforts and generosity that I see all around me. Uh, My very good friend, Caroline Barnes, who is a makeup artist, has started up something called um, the NHS Morale Boost. Uh, She had a message to her Instagram, I think it was, or maybe it was her YouTube channel. Um, but a nurse saying she really wanted to feel to pamper herself she's working on the front line she's treating patients who are uh, who have COVID-19 and she wanted to when she gets home to unwind and to pamper herself and from that Caroline had the idea to gather loads of friends from the beauty industry so it's me it's Lisa Potter Dixon it's Hannah Martin it's so many people that you will know from this podcast who are going to contribute to these half an hour sessions on zoom calls and they are you get a half an hour session with various people from the beauty industry and there are so many that I can't even my brain cannot funnel the names out of my mouth but there are so many people and you get to have a one-on-one session if you are an NHS frontline worker and you get to ask beauty questions, whether it's about skincare, makeup, fragrance, uh, even if it's a technique of like how to do a decent blow dry, whatever it might be, you just get to have a panel of people give you advice from their experience in the beauty industry. It's a great, great initiative. And obviously the link to that will be in the show notes. So if you are working for the NHS, that would be wonderful i did a social media post i did a post on instagram where i talked about the various things that you can do um i mentioned captain tom moore before captain tom moore reached a million pounds and i think last time i checked he was at something like he was over 26 million but there are so many people doing extraordinary things uh raising money for the nhs or just giving their time and so I urge you I've been looking at all the ways in which I can help and I've been I mean I'm I've contributed to so many just giving pages but I think if you are in that position where you're in lockdown where you feel like god what can I do there are so many brilliant initiatives out there and so many people doing such good work and I'll put some links in the show notes to uh, some that really stand out like uh, John McAvoy who I've talked about on this podcast before cycled on a static bike in his uh, small flat he cycled from Land's End to John O'Groats for charity and raised I think something like £10,000 There's a lovely lady whose name I've now forgotten, but I think she's in her 80s and she's walking up and down her stairs with a stick, with a cane, and she's going to scale the heights of this hill that's not too far from her house. God, look at me in the specifics. But she's already raised something like a quarter of a million pounds just because... And she's just she's just doing such lovely things so there are so many things and I'm going to put some links in the show notes but if you are feeling a little bit like oh what can I do what can I do there are some brilliant resources and I will mention those and give more specifics so that you can swipe up or go and look at the websites because I just think also structure is one thing routine is one thing moving is another making sure that you're still pushing yourself and taxing taxing yourself so that you feel like you're still in it like like it's normal as as it were is they're all really vital things but I think also understanding how you can contribute to your community or society as a whole is a really is another thing that you can do to maybe thrive I don't want to say thrive during lockdown because I know for so many of you you're probably you've turned into teachers and goodness knows what else during this time and your load has been massively extended but um if it is something 
I just feel like those are things that I've noticed now that we're a good way into this. I've noticed that all those things combined have really made me feel better on a daily basis and have a cumulative effect of just, if I just keep checking in and thinking, what can I do? Who can I contribute? What can I support? That definitely makes me feel better. What makes you feel better? I feel like this should be a discussion we need to be having in the Facebook group. So why don't you join? The link to join the Facebook group is in the show notes. It's the best of social media. The people in there are absolutely excellent. And why wouldn't they be? Because it's basically a bunch of you, my most excellent listeners, having a great time with each other, being incredibly supportive and lovely. You can also DM me if you want to talk to me personally. You don't have to talk to me and thousands of other listeners to the podcast in the group. You can DM me on social media where I'm at Emma Guns, or you can email me on thebeautypodcast at gmail.com. I really hope that you're well. I really hope that you're feeling good. Obviously, times are a little bit odd now, but um, I'm sending you lots of love, lots of good... You're getting lots of good energy from me now via this podcast. I'm sending you good vibes, lots of love, and I hope that you're staying really, really well. Thank you so much for listening. I will see you on the next one. Subtle results, still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia Gravis or Lambert Eden syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Oh my gosh, I'm adopting a puppy right now, but I realize what's at home. Oh no, I have nothing. Well, except unconditional love. But yeah, no crate, no pee-pee pads, no dental chews for his little puppy teeth. Before I doubt myself as a new parent, I just get Instacart to deliver everything from PetSmart. Easy, just like raising a puppy is going to be, right? Get pet essentials from PetSmart with Instacart. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply.